yeah, like what you were saying, the more subscribers you have and the more views you get, um, out come the, the, the people out from under the bridge who have their own opinions that don't necessarily agree with yours. And, oh boy, if you talk bad about their movies, it's, it's like you're killing their firstborn. <laughs> Oh my god, I think I, I, when you told me that we were going to be doing this, I went through my videos, and I was like, well, what are the ones that I have, like, the worst uh, thumbs down uh, percentage uh, on my channel, and, <laughs> oh boy, all of these, uh, there's like six movies here, there's Good and the Bad and the Ugly, which is, you know, classic, classic spaghetti yeah. western, in that review, I came out, and I was honest, I know I should like this movie, I know it's, it's, it's cinematic it is one of the greatest movies ever made i get that i just don't get this movie i respect it i just don't i'm not a western guy yeah empire of the sun for whatever reason i think i gave that one a, a positive review but empire of the sun is not doing well <laughs> woodstock or bus which was actually my first screener that i was received that i that i received which really all of the screeners that i have are done digitally so i know you asked the question earlier we kind of skipped over it but yeah all the screeners that i get basically are are digital i was asked to go to a premiere in detroit kind of that last minute for, for one of their films i think willem dafoe was going to be there uh fortunately i couldn't go but uh, Woodstock or bust? I despised it. I was like, <laughs> my first screener. I, I'm not liking this. Uh, I got into a little uh, verbal back and forth with the director of the movie, <laughs> who went on to my YouTube channel and to my into that page and posted in the comments section of, well, you know, look at my look at my subscriber count at the time. Really, my opinion doesn't mean anything. That's basically what she said. I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's what we're what we're doing here. Okay, let me school you, son. <laughs> gave gave her my retort, my my uh, professorly retort, and uh, she hasn't hasn't commented since. Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Oh my god! Yeah, I fear for my life reading that comment section. I don't know if, if you want some nice reading material. Go to that. Go to that review. Jesus Christ! It's a movie that I just didn't get. Didn't didn't really like it. Wasn't connecting to me in any way. Who these people are? Characters, in my opinion, just aren't good people. But my God, you think I'd be uh, again slaughtering their firstborn? And then there's a movie called Iron Sky. Have you ever heard of Iron Sky or seen yes. this film? Yes, I've seen, I haven't seen the sequel. I've I watched the first one. I think when it came out years and years ago. Yeah. <laughs> a movie that, again, I just don't get. I didn't like. I'm going along for the ride. It's Nazis in space on the moon. Okay, I'm going along with this. But then you start breaking physical ideas of gravity and just momentum <laughs> on the moon. And I'm, I'm just, I'm checked out. Uh, but, but wow, all of these people, it's, it's, again, it's like I'm talking bad about their mother or something. And I'm just thinking to myself, guys, these, in the long, in the grand scale of everything, it's just movies. What you're saying to me is just, uh, it's so uncalled for. <laughs> I guess that actually brings up a, a really good question about kind of fandom. And, you know, I know over the past several years, especially with like Game of Thrones ending the way it did with Star Wars, where you have all of these people making petitions and saying, redo it, or, you know, and they get hundreds of thousands of signatures or whatever. And I think it kind of brings up, I'd love to hear you kind of talk more about it, especially being a comic book fan. 
about, oh, yeah. you know, people feeling that need that it's theirs, but not thinking, you know, even, you know, the original Star Wars, the first trilogy, people really don't care too much for, initially, for Return of the Jedi, where now, if you were to say things like that, it's like, oh, well, George Lucas had it planned all along, and it's like, the defenders, I guess, of this material that they hold so sacred. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really a, a two-sided sword. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah, two-sided sword. Um, you know, on the one hand, you have this passionate fan base, and you have this passionate commu- community that is making your franchise what it is. The amount of talking about it online, the uh, the, the amount of revenue that you get from merchandise sales and uh, uh, book sales and, and other spin-off series from these franchises. You need to have this passionate fan base behind it. Absolutely. But there's also the other side that, again, they've, they've grown up with it, especially in the comic book world. Well, I guess, I guess Star Wars, too. But in the comic books, Star Wars... All of these characters created in the 1930s, uh, the 40s 40s with the Golden Age. People have grown up with these characters as as a little kid. So when they see a director take a a, a new approach on a beloved character like Superman, basically you can use Man of Steel as as the example here. We have uh, Superman not being the you know, the stand-up blue Boy Scout who is, you know, here for truth, justice, and the American way. Now, let's take the interpretation of he's an alien, he is an outsider, he's he's figuring out who he wants to be, why he was sent here, what his purpose is here, and how he wants to basically live his life. Some people are open to it, some people are like, oh, it's not my Superman. Um, <laughs> Star Wars, uh, I don't know where you fall on, on The Last Jedi, The Last Jedi thread, but either... You love the movie or you hate the movie. And it's it's the mentality of if you're not with us, you're against us. That's that's what gets fandom toxic. And toxic to the point where things being said that shouldn't be said, like death threats and assault threats that are just ridiculous. Why 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 even throw that out there? Why do you care? what my opinion is if it's not the same as yours yeah i don't know what did you think of of last jedi or do we want to get into that Um, (laughs) i am going to say probably something sacrilegious that i have yet to watch it (laughs) you know that's that is not sacrilegious and you know what i i I am a firm believer of never shunning anyone for not seeing a movie starting this channel is like one of the core values that i have about movie watching thousands of movies come out each year it is impossible to see every single one even even big tentpole films like star wars so instead of instead of you instead of you saying you know i've never seen it before and someone going what you need to stop what you're doing and watch it instead of saying that we should envy you because now you get to watch this movie for the very first time. Something that I could never get to do again. No, I like hearing it that way. Um, right? No, I've always... Don't you feel better? Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> it helps me feel better. No, I've, I've been wanting to watch it and I actually, you know, obviously with people posting about it, I kind of know the twist and what it, the plot line, but no, I just, I don't know why I never got around to it and I'm interested in it. I think I can understand both viewpoints, but then from the storyteller part of me, I, kn- I knew it was one of those things where there was no winning, basically, with Last Jedi, right. I guess. Well, and I think that's what the new Star Wars trilogy was 
to begin with. Yes. It, it's it, like, okay, you're you're riding yourselves into a corner. Your Force Awakens, yeah, you're starting off well. You're starting off great, but this is not going to end well. I knew that back in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> and after Last Jedi, I was like, yep, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. I love the movie, but I'm like, you don't stand a chance. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's this it's this weird dichotomy of people being so passionate with so much love towards something that when someone is hired on to be a writer or hired on to be a producer or a director and they have a unique take on the lore of a character that you've grown up with over the years. If it doesn't go along with your sense of what the mythology is and what's canon and uh, who these people are, you start shunning it and you start hating it when really there's no need to do that. You have the original Star Wars trilogy. Just watch that. You're fine. You have the nineteen uh, the 1978 uh, 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 Superman movie. Watch that. Yeah. 78 or 79. Oh, shit. Seven, I think it's 78. Eh? Oh, oh no. crap! I'm gonna be crucified for that one. Yeah. It's yeah. I said seventy-eight. It's Seventy-seven. God, I gotta look that up now. Oh, Jesus, hold on. This is important. 19, seventy-eight. Yep, okay, 78. you were right. I got it. Okay, but yeah, you have that. You know, go go watch that. It's fine. But in order for for franchising and for things to go along, we can't just keep repeating the same things over and over again. We need these new interpretations. We need these new people in here giving new, fresh ideas. Maybe they're not the best ideas, but it's keeping them fresh and keeping the conversation going. Which I was actually more interested in when they started talking about, even sticking with Star Wars, doing a trilogy that had no connection whatsoever to, you know, Skywalkers, to any of it. Because you have this whole universe, and to me that was like, oh, you know, this is something that I can get behind. Because I don't know, it just seemed interesting. Like you have this whole universe, and you're only focusing on you know this lineage of family. Right, and that was the problem with the with the prequels. Right, it was yeah. you have this whole vast galaxy that we can go to so many different characters. Yeah, we can kind of stay with the Skywalker lineage, but we can go to different planets we've never been before. But instead, we get oh, Darth Vader created C three PO. Okay. And it just it shrunk the the universe. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so it's good. It has its its bad moments. Um, it's really in the end, as, as long as you're passionate about something, and if you are passionate about hating something, or if you're passionate about loving something, as long as you're not actually hurting anyone, I guess then who the hell cares? That's what I that's what I teach in my theater class on it's the second day when we're talking about writing reviews that's a big thing that they have to do in that class is writing reviews on the shows that they see talk about i talk about different people that i've know uh, known in the art the arts world um heather heather antos a comic yes. editor and she's just been crucified on social media for being a, for being a woman in the comic business that's mm -hmm. that's all and there's these this subgroup of men that just keep attacking her and saying just the worst sexual assault things that i've ever i've ever seen that i will not repeat is let's not be dicks to each other basically yeah <laughs> It's what I what I teach them and theater, movies, art, music. When you're creating that as an artist, it's an extension of yourself, and you have every right to put it out there. But as an artist, it is a very important and it's a difficult skill to learn that when you put your art out there, that art is going to be interpreted by someone that may be paying for it, that may be viewing it online or in a museum. 
on the radio, and they might not like the ecstatic tension of yourself. As long as they have their reasoning behind it and they are respectful of you for doing it, but they have their own opinions, if you stay true to yourself and that is your art that you're putting out there, then who the fuck cares? <laughs> who hates it? Or, you know, who loves it? As long as you are true to yourself, that's the most important thing. And that's really why I love doing my YouTube channel is because I'm, it's probably the most true that I feel in my life is when I'm doing that and yes. being myself and extend, putting that extension of myself out there. Yes, the trolls are going to come out from <laughs> under their bridge because for whatever reason, they love their, their Nazi moon movies. <laughs> but sure, you'll love it. That's fine. I didn't. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm just going to move on. That's actually uh, interesting. You know, We've kind of we've already touched on it a little bit, but you're talking about if you love it, you know, you love it as long as you're not hurting anybody. If you don't, you don't. As long as you're not hurting anybody, but you know, there's kind of this you know, mentality that comes up now among people where it's like if the movie if they don't personally like the movie it means that the movie and this could be the case potentially but that the movie was just poorly made. Oh, right? I know that I watched your segment on Nebraska and. I, I'm a big fan of it, and I know you talked about loving it, and um, and but I remember when it first came out, somebody they didn't like the movie, and they said that it was just it was poorly made. It was like a student made it, and you know they just went on this whole rant of that. You know, not that they didn't like it, but the reason why they didn't like it. It wasn't personal. I mean, it was because oh, it's just it was worse than the room, or you know something like that. And, <laughs> And I was kind of dumbfounded of this. Like, well, Worse than the room. Wow. You know, no, the the movie. You know, even if you don't, you can not like it. That's perfectly fine. But you know, it's it's well made. You can't deny the that part of it. It's just not your cup of tea. And I think that's yeah, an interesting thing you're kind of bringing up. Yeah, it's 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 that. Yeah, it's that strange thing, and I think it's been definitely more so now with social media and you know having the the capability of putting your your opinion out there in the comfort of your home own home behind the computer screen. But it's this mentality of yeah, if if you're kind of like lukewarm on something, it's just an automatic oh this was terrible, <laughs> worse than the room in Nebraska. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have never once thrown a spoon at the screen while watching Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, get, get into the car, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? No, I'm not going to Nebraska. You didn't win anything. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think everything you're talking about is great. And I, what I'd love to kind of talk to, you know, of course, a lot of this segment is all about like, giving kind of this authentic look at and you know, when people go into theater or film, especially in schools, there's this mentality that, you know, oh, you have to, you know, be there's like this one way of doing the career and there's one way of the success of success like if you're an actor the only way that it's proven and success is that you win an oscar or you win a tony or you win a, you know whatever and you know i think you're you're proving that too that there's all these outlets that you're utilizing your career and it is a success in its own way it's something that was definitely not taught to me in undergrad what really wasn't taught to me in grad school either it was still that mentality or at least i'd always had that mentality of okay if i'm going down the performance aspect i, I, I gotta move to new york 
I gotta, I gotta audition for a big show and, and win that Tony Award, or I gotta move out to, to out west. I gotta move to Hollywood and get one of those big roles and win that Oscar. That's the only, you know, that's that's the big, that's the pinnacle, right? And once you get there, that's then then you've made it. Which I guess over over the years, getting out of grad school and you know dealing with dealing with depression and again, like I would never admit that back then, but it's definitely what it was. Dealing with some kind of depression like that and figuring out well, I'm not doing that route that everyone talked to me about. I'm not on that path that everyone expected that I was going to go down. You only have one life to live, and there's no one person that you need. To prove yourself to other than yourself i wish god i wish i would have known that there was so many different things that you could do in the arts world i wish that was taught to me uh, in undergrad even in 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 high school in middle school and of course you know youtube wasn't around back then um social media wasn't a thing back then but still there is so much that you could do uh i've, I've had friends that have gone on to become prop masters at a professional theater that was never taught at least when I was an undergrad as as a route to go down in the theatrical and the arts world but he's killing it as a prop master he builds props of course you could go down the uh, the route of being a professional singer it doesn't mean that you need to win you know an emmy you don't have to go to new york and perform on broadway you don't have to sing for the met if you are singing and if you feel that you are putting yourself 100 percent into your craft and you have that creative outlet and you feel that that extension of yourself is going to go out there and you're imprinting really your legacy on whoever is listening to you or whoever you know, is respecting your art then who the hell cares about that one set path to glory and statues or whatever? And then, well, and then you realize just how political the Oscars are. And yeah. like, well, who wants that? Yeah. I yeah. voted for myself. Isn't that enough? Yeah. You realize that it's, they send gift, gift baskets and that's, you know. You have, to, you have to go to this party. I got to go to this party and talk to these people. So going more on the because you talked about being having kind of a, a class clown approach and when we were in school together you were in grad and I was in undergrad at the time obviously we both kind of were put into more comedic roles by very comedic roles <laughs> I'll say that way. yeah um, which is fine but I remember you did your directing show I can't oh. remember that. and it was very serious and you know, kind of I didn't think it wasn't a, what was expected of you know us interacting and you know seeing your your stage performance and stuff like that at the time i know all genres you enjoy but like what really draws you to a story it's really the characters and the plot you know what, what's the story what who are these people are they well-rounded are they well thought out can i connect to any of them or can i can i see their viewpoint whether it's something i agree with or something i'm not can i understand where they're coming from so are they empathetic in some way and the story do things make sense do things flow you know is, is there a, a nice solid message behind it okay maybe it is more kind 
complicated. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I connect to, and it's, it's different really for, for everyone. Some people, you know, they all they want in their, in their film-going experience is that fluff entertainment side of the story. They want their, you know, their fluff jukebox musical. They want their kind of nice, easygoing, well, I wouldn't say thoughtless, but, you know, just popcorn, a popcorn movie, something that you just shove popcorn in your mouth while it's going on and you're, and, and you're entertained. Um, and, and if that makes, if that is your criteria for what is a good movie, then all the more power to you. For me, it's the plot and it's the characters. Whether there's explosion, whether there's ex- spectacles happening on the screen, I could care less. As long as in the forefront, uh, in the forefront, we have plot and we have character. As long as those things are obvious, that they are the things that are staying, that we're focusing on the most, that I'm in, and I would consider it a solid movie. I always use in in teaching. We're talking about you know reading plays, watching movies. Go off of Aristotle's Poetics and the six elements of drama. You know how they would judge theater back in old Greek times. How do they do that? Well, they did it with this list, and on the top of that list, there was. The first number one thing, most important thing that you need in your plays was plot. Second was character. Spectacle, the music, uh, the addiction of the show, those were at the bottom. Important, but they were at the bottom. Plot and character, those are the most important things. Good solid answer. I, uh, you, you can you can go watch a Michael Bay film where yeah. that is completely flipped. And hey, we want spectacles. We'll figure out the story as we go along. Oh, Optimus Prime Heaven. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but explosions, fireworks everywhere. <laughs> and now we're getting into the kind of the wrapping up questions about what is kind of the theme of this podcast. Well, not kind of is the theme. A lot of times is horror. So. Is there any that you've seen recently that you would really recommend? What do you look for in horror? And horror, yeah. I, I always love of calling it horror films. Yeah, because um, if I'm not careful, I'm definitely saying horror when I'm <laughs> when I'm on uh, when I'm on my channel. Um, yes, I, recent yeah. horror films. Uh, recently, I just released my uh, review of The Conjuring, which you know, for me, when it comes to horror films, I really get into like the big produced ones um i have on my list this summer to be watching it comes at night which i hear is a horror film i've never seen it before actually i just watched and just recorded my review i hadn't edited it uh edited yet but it's going to come out in a couple of weeks Uh, a good friend of mine jerry dennis who is the technical director of svsu my theater department um if boy you go over to his house you go to his basement it is a horror guru's (laughs) fantasy land he has uh, uh, mannequins masks fake blood figurines just everything everywhere and he will give me all of these random weird recommendations that i'm finally getting around to he recommended this movie and i, I think it i think it's not a, a horror film but it's a movie called the taint okay have you heard of, about this i know i don't think i haven't seen it i know the name it, it's it's uh, free on YouTube. You just type okay. in The Taint. Uh, I think it's 2011 and it's it's there. It's like an hour 10. And it refers to the tainting of the water. Okay. Not, you know, that two-inch yeah. section. Um, even though there are plenty of penises that <laughs> show themselves in this movie. Uh, 
horror and just out there, what the hell am I watching? And I know you guys have talked about that, about films like that on your channel a couple yes. of times. So I wanted to throw my two cents in, in there. I'm like, hey, here's something obscure and something out there. Uh, horror, my favorite horror film is uh, the 2015 film The Witch. Okay. Uh, or The Vivich, yeah. however you want to <laughs> say that title. Uh, I, I'm, I, For me, witches in woods terrify me. Have you seen? I, I, think that's, I think that's why I love to play the Crucible. It's the idea of witches okay. around that time, pilgrim, colonial period, out there in the unknown woods. It just it freaks me out. Uh, and that movie, I think, was just brilliantly done. Old English felt natural God, i forget the actress's name yeah. oh what's her name she was in split uh it's a mind, but i just yeah. love that horror movie have you seen have the you lighthouse had... yet is the follow-up i have not seen i have not seen the lighthouse but to be fair i have bought it yeah. <laughs> one of those movies i bought I haven't watched it yet but i will definitely how about this i'll take that as your recommendation we'll okay. definitely watch it this summer Okay. Um, or Willem Dafoe alone is kind of the... <laughs> I, I saw one scene of his, and he just looked like a freaking madman. Yeah. And I was like, yep, watching that. And it was actually the same director yes. of The Witch. So, yeah. Um, yeah Conjuring, uh, Midsummer. Watched that earlier this year. Uh, I know you mentioned that in our correspondence leading yeah. up to this. God, that, I have not. I don't think there's ever been a, been a day where I have not thought about that movie. <laughs> I've interested. I've been trying to get my hands on the. There's that di director's cut where it's like 30 minutes longer, and it's supposed to because I know you talk about it, and obviously as the ultimate breakup movie, and the. <laughs> The director's cut, from what I heard, I, from articles, it's supposed to not fully explain, but it kind of shows, gives you a little bit more insight to the, from the guy's perspective, which I don't know if it's necessary, but people say that it's like watching an entirely different film. But again, then you're watching a three hour long movie. Right. Yeah, and I've watched some of those deleted scenes too, and I'm I'm very happy that they're not in a theatrical version. Mm -hmm. It just it seemed a lot more of the same thing that we were getting. I know, like the, the big controversy behind that movie was men are afraid of of that movie, or it's it's uh, men's biggest fear come to come to reality in that. And I'd say whatever, don't be a dick in your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be in it. Don't be in it. <laughs> it's basically as easy as it comes up, comes to down to. <laughs> it it's re really is. There are some people that I wish I could just kind of like hammer that in their brain. Like, hey, they're not good for you. And you don't want to be with them. Just leave them. It's as easy as that. <laughs> uh, but, the, but the lack of just care for the human body at the end of that film. If you haven't seen it, I won't uh, spoil it for those listening. But just seeing the, these bodies. Just being casually dumped I'm like ah ah right um there's some other fun ones I'm going back to my my history here that i've i've watched of course i'm i'm a big fan of uh, nightmare on elm street love that franchise um halloween love that score um for nightmare well they're talking about doing a i guess an, i don't know if it's a remake or a doing like halloween where it's a reboot slash sequel do you have any kind of thoughts on that or or even the the halloween reboot sequel thing that they that's coming well the new one that's coming out or if it does come out i have not heard about 
is that the one the one with Jamie Lee Curtis that came out or yeah, there was the one that came out with Jamie Lee Curtis, and then there's a, the sequel to that called Halloween Kills, which is supposed to come out in October of this year, but we'll see. And then there's another, there was, it was a two movie deal after Halloween, the Halloween 2018 or 2017 or whenever it came out. So I, yeah. I, I have not heard about that. I'll <laughs> be honest. I'll be interested. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be interested, sure. Um, and that's the fun thing with this channel. I'm interested in all movies. So if, if you recommend something to me, I'll be like, cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you no. I, like I said, I just watched The Taint. <laughs> I will say yes to anything. Uh, let's see. I have some recommendations here. A movie called The Terrifier. Okay. It's a, it's on Netflix. I think is what I'm told. It's this weird, creepy clown girl on the third floor. Um, I think I'm only interested in that one because uh, uh, CM Punk, the wrestler, is in it. So. He does a he's he's actually it's surprisingly really good in it. He's he's one of the few wrestlers who are very intelligent and doesn't come off as a wrestler except for his stats. Yeah. Um, oh, there was I don't know if it's a horror film, but there's this um, animated film. And I think I'm planning on on watching it and reviewing it for October, but it's called To Your Last. Uh, to your last death. Okay. I, I saw it on Voodoo and it looked awesome. Yeah, animated movie. It has William Shatner in it, so I'm I'm in there. <laughs> uh, in order to save save her sibling, a young woman takes on uh, takes on her father and the powerful entity known as Green Master, who ensnares humans into diabolical plots while her species gambles on the outcome. It's almost like this, it looked like this video game type horror slasher film. Oh, we'll look at we'll look at both of those to the taint and to your last death to check out on here. <laughs> oh man, the taint. <laughs> if, uh, ask ask your other co-hosts if they've seen this in this film, and uh, definitely I'll I'll listen in. Okay, but I'll uh, be interested to hear their opinion on the taint. Oh man! If you are if you are uh, squeamish with seeing the human member or the male member on screen constantly orgasming, um, there you go. Okay. Uh, and, and on and on that fact, I heard you talk about itching the killer once yes. on, on one of your shows. Jerry Dennis also recommended that one to me too, so I'll check that one out. But I heard that the opening credits it's it's uh, it was done to well the. <laughs> Uh, the aftermath of of the male genitalia. Yeah. Well, for I'll recommend then to you for the I guess one of my big one Takashi Miike who does Ichi and you know he did Audition and he's made like a hun- over a hundred films now. Um, a fun one that that you might want to review is called Happiness of the Katakuris. If you haven't seen it yet, I, I have not. It is. I don't. I don't even know if I could spoil it. It's. Um, Part musical, part dark comedy, part kind of zo- weird zombie movie. It's like all over the place, but okay. it's purposefully that way, you know. Obviously, but happy of the Katakuris. Yes. Okay. It was, I think, two thousand one. He made it in the same year, almost. I think in the same year he made it. He made like four movies in one year, type of thing, and it's Jesus. It's out there. Oh, and there's claymation too. So <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'm in, but um, that's something I've noticed about about doing this channel too. Is that you know I I have movie knowledge. I I know more. Well, at least I like to think I know more than say the average person. But 
it, again, thousands of movies come out each year, but I'm always like, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this one. Um, oh, so I guess going back, what would be a good way to, for people to find you if they want to on your social media and your YouTube channel? And uh, YouTube channel is Caleb Watches Movies, spelled how it sounds. <laughs> Caleb watches movies. Uh, also on Facebook under Caleb watches movies too. I'm, I am on Twitter and Instagram. I don't have enough uh, characters available to spell that out, so it's Caleb Watch Movie <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, Caleb watches movies on Instagram. So uh, yeah, if you are interested, if you are a fan, if I've sounded intelligent and inspired you listening to uh this podcast on youtube or on any podcast app then please i i I would love this subscription we are getting very close to uh potentially becoming monetized so just need i think we need like 500 more watch hours in order for my application to be submitted so oh yeah. yeah And I recommend, yeah, watching it too. I get a kick out of all of your videos. And as I've said before, it's, you know, kind of, it's a fresh way of looking at the review site that people feel like they've seen so many times and it's, yours is fresh. (laughs) Well, and and it's, it's also, I know we're wrapping up, but it's, uh, wanted to touch on one last thing. I mean, last year I did, you know, the end of the year, uh, a top 10 uh, top 10 video that really all these YouTubers do and all of them do, you know, top 10 films of 2019, 2018. And they're all basically the same film. Uh, those are the same films just reordered. But what I do is I do the top 10 films that I review. So it could be anything. It could be Shawshank going up against Jaws. It can be Harry Met Sally going up against 50 shades of gray. <laughs> So, and yeah, this, you know, you do your own, you do your own thing, whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy. It's your extension. So, Caleb watches movies. If you're interested, subscribe and watch, please. Thank you so much, Caleb. And yeah, it was yeah. a pleasure having you and being able to chat. My pleasure. It's been it's been too long since I've talked to you. So, yeah, I remember I remember great times in improv, uh, an improv class and cabaret and. Uh, your little shtick that you did in an imaginary envelope, so. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Same to you. Hey, this is Kyle just dropping in to let you know to please like, subscribe, follow, tweet, TikTok, Snapchat, do the social media things. We're starting a new little segment here called Word on the Street. And we've got some nice testimonials from some of our fans. Today's caller is Peter J. from New Zealand. Hi, I just wanted to say that I think what Bloodhound Peaks is doing is awesome. So keep up the good work, mates. Bloodhound Picks podcast is produced by Josh Lee, Craig Dram, and Kyle Hintz. Music by Raymond Seed. Audio editing by Kyle Hintz.